0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football might be over, but basketball is the full swing, both college and pro. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to find out where the next head coach is going to be fired, Bet online is the number one spot for all your sporting needs. Head on over to the website, use your mobile devices, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code BLEAV to get started and it's not just about basketball BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing and UFC eyes right to the Olympic coverage that just finished it is the best in the business Sports right down to your own favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is number one in waging destination. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online where the game starts. Welcome back. Welcome back to an athlete's journey. I am your host, Travis Reed. I have a special guest here today. Someone who I didn't even know I played in the same country as back in 2005, 2006. She is a boss woman, y'all. She is doing her thing. I had to talk to her secretary, you know, need to even get in contact with her. Um, she is doing her thing. Trust me. I am out there in Memphis. Um, before we start, I want to say, uh, we are you watching, listen to a Travis Reed athletes during Unbelieve network. Um, we have got some new things going on. You can follow me at, at Travis W Reed, R E E D on Instagram, Travis W Reed on Facebook. Also, we will probably going to YouTube pretty soon. We're about to you know, start putting up links for that. So we got some new things coming, you know, and, uh, but without further ado, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience, please.
1: Yes, I am Tawana Smith. I am president of the Athletes Nexus, which is a sports marketing and business management firm for professional athletes. Uh, my team and I also coordinate uh, educational workshops uh, and curriculums to help athletes prepare for their lives outside of sports. I am a mother of two amazing children. I <laughs> in country and just wear a lot of hats, but I'm very passionate about everything that goes on off the field and off the court for athletes.
0: No, no. And she's like doing a thing. If you follow her on her Instagram page, which I'll let her shout out at the end of the show. Um, she is doing big things, y'all. Trust me. And like I said, I saw it. I was like, wow, I, I got to get her on the show. I got to get on the show. And the funny thing about that, it's like a, such a small world when the fact that like we actually played in the same country, seen each other, didn't even know it like 15 didn't years ago, didn't even know, <laughs> you know, she played on the team with My ex, my ex, uh, college and you know, friend uh, Jenga Jenga, you better come on the show soon, or I'm a, you know,
2: yes.
0: <laughs> so don't be talking about I'm scared. But anyway, um, well, let's just get into it. How did your basketball journey start?
1: Yeah, I started, um, in the sport because I have an older cousin who mm-hmm. uh, basketball he was drafted into the NBA. Uh, his name is Marcus Brown, he went to Murray State. Uh, mm-hmm. after returned as a part of the coaching staff and they are just balling out right now, uh, ranked in the country. But, um, I looked up to him. And so I wanted to play because of him. He worked with me. He taught me what he knew. And so, um, yeah, that's what started my journey and my love for the game. My family has always been very engaged at the, at the game. So. That's
0: cool. Were you interested in playing any other sports besides basketball?
1: No, uh, coaches tried to recruit me to play sports because I <laughs> And the coordination wasn't there, surprisingly. I tried softball, I tried volleyball, and no, basketball was the one the stuck.
2: <laughs>
1: I did run track and a little cross country, but as far as the skill sports, it was just basketball.
0: No, I understand that. The funny thing about athletes, if you notice about basketball players, they always kind of run track or, or, or uh, cross country because it's like more of a shape in shape kind of thing, you know.
1: Yeah, and I actually enjoyed it, I actually enjoyed it. I, I ran the distance um, events, but yeah, it was cool. It
0: was yeah, cool. it makes sense the fact that you did cross country and distance. Yeah, it kind of goes together. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you play AU basketball growing up?
1: I did. I did play AU basketball. Of course, that is such a big deal uh, for mm. to gain additional exposure. Uh, I played for a couple of teams here in uh, actually in West Memphis, Arkansas is where I'm from. And so for teams throughout uh, Arkansas, we would make it till the finals. A lot of those players went on to become Arkansas Razorbacks and go on to, you know, division one schools. But um, I played every year except my junior season. Uh, I tore my ACL then, uh, which we will probably talk a little bit more about throughout the
0: uh,
1: interview. Uh, so yeah, so I missed that year and I just returned my senior year, you know, to finish strong.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, leading into that, pretty much, uh, you were one of the top players coming into high school. What made you choose the high school that you chose?
1: Uh, it was the only one in the area. I'm from a very small town, Uh, (laughs) Memphis. People typically think that it's Memphis, Tennessee, but it's actually in Arkansas. Um, and so we have a population, I think at that time it was around Mm -hmm. 40,000, so it's not a big town at all, but it was the only only high school uh in this
0: area. Oh, high school, there, Well, I mean I'm at sense. What would you say is uh you were, you know, we all know about you tearing the ACL, but uh what was your most memorable moment in high school? Uh my
1: most memorable moment. I would say probably as a sophomore. Okay. Start- uh, amongst the upperclassmen and just you know really starting I guess my career as a leader you know um, um, captain of the team and that sort of thing so I would I would probably say you know leading things as a sophomore
0: okay okay so you Terry your ACL as a junior obviously that's a big year big blow um, your senior year right do you say like effort I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just you know Kiel this year, so I can get scholarship. where you recruited heavily uh coming so, out of high school?
1: Yeah, as a uh sophomore, mm. you know, I, I put it down. Okay. So <laughs> I was one of the top players in the state of Arkansas. And so I was recruited uh by um all of the SEC schools. Uh there were mm. others, but in that time, you know, Tennessee was the place to go and the SEC, you know, was the toughest conference for women, which I still think it is today. But um, <laughs> <laughs> So um, I was highly recruited as a sophomore. And then coming into my junior season, tearing my ACL, some of the schools backed off. Um, Those that stuck with me, primarily Ole Miss. uh, It was close to home. My family was very big at the games after Mm -hmm.
2: traveling.
1: Um, And so I rewarded them for their loyalty because I signed early. So like I signed before I ever played a game as a senior to get some of the pressure off of me um, and to be able to enjoy my senior season.
0: Well, I mean, I can understand that, I guess, uh, for me, because I was a late passer of the SAT, so Ah, I didn't pass SAT till my senior year, so yeah, I couldn't sign anywhere, now, I was recruited, you know, heavily by a lot of schools, you know, I was like a top, you know, 40 player in the country or whatever, but, uh, you know, California was ridiculous, 97 was ridiculous, Um, because, you know, it was Baron Davis, Shea Cotton, you know Jason and Jaron Collins, yeah, yeah, Jeff Chapang. It was just uh, so many players, um, and we all like kind of everybody wanted to go to UCLA, but everybody couldn't go to UCLA, so we had to catch, we had to spread out. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I didn't sign till probably right after, right after the season. But I knew where I was going. Like I had committed to Arizona, and then you know Steve Lavin came and it was like oh, we want you at UCLA. And I was like, UCLA was my dream school. So once they said, we want you, I was like, ah, I'm coming. <laughs> right,
1: right. Yep, yeah, right. yep. Yeah,
2: yeah. And yeah. so like...
1: Was, and no, I was like, it was easier for me to sign early because I qualified as a sophomore. And like, when I talked to young student athletes, yeah, my first time taking the ACT, I made a 25. But the nerd that I am, okay, you'll learn more about that. <laughs> I kept taking it, right? So I kept taking it. I took it maybe three more times. I ended up making a 31. I was like, ah, that was good enough. So I could sign early because I was already qualified and, you know, had my- Look,
0: And people the ACT, that's what the, a grade score is, you know, is a 31. SAT is obviously 1600s. Right. Most people from California take those. And then people on the Midwest to East Coast, Take yeah. The ACT. Yeah, ACT yeah.
2: yeah.
0: So, I mean, all the pressure is off. you just out the ball, senior year. You go to Memphis, which is obviously a huge school. And SEC is a great powerhouse, uh, you know, uh, conference, you know, in all, all sports, football, basketball, you know. Um, as a freshman uh, coming in, how was your first year? What do you remember about your first year in college? It was uh,
1: really a great year. Of course, the learning curve was steep. Um, I'm 6'1 on a good day, <laughs> and so um, I was playing forward center positions in the SEC, which is insane, because you got 6'5", 6'6", you're going up against every night. Um, I earned my way into a starting position at the start of conference play and finished the year as a starter, and I won, you know, some different awards, um, you know, around my team, just as a newcomer. Um, so it was really a coming out year I think I averaged double digits um, in my freshman year in the SEC and that was one reason I wanted to go to, to um, Ole Miss because I had an opportunity to play you know back in that day you come in unless you're like you know five star you're probably going to sit the first year year and a half before you start getting time but it was very important to me to be able to get some get some playing time so I had no. to.
0: Really- I agree with you on that. I think uh, most freshmen, if I'm a freshman, I'm telling you, if I, you, know, I have a son, but like, you know, me, just telling me, little me, I would definitely say, okay, um, you know, I would go to a school where you happy, but go to a school where, you know, you play, you know, I would say that. I always want to go, be, going to UCLA is cool, uh, but going to UCLA, sit for four years, eh, I you know, right. it's more for, right. yeah, it's more, more for, if you do that for the connections, I get it but you know i just felt like i want to i want to play you know
1: right. so. and those are decisions that kids nowadays have to make like you know you have to be a lot more sophisticated about some of those decisions nowadays than we did but that is a real big consideration that we don't talk about
0: but no no definitely look i think now with the you know the nil money uh it's hard to turn down like, a, you know, UCLA, SC, Alabama, whatever, you know, Kentucky, right. because you can make a hundred thousand dollars and that's right. on the low end. That's like the seventh seventh man, eighth man. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Sh-
1: that's insane. Yeah, a
0: yeah. hundred thousand dollars a year and that's all you pocket in money.
1: Right. Um,
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's a million dollars for a right. college student. So, I mean, I remember when a hundred, when my parents would give me a hundred dollars, i mean, yes.
1: Yes, right. <laughs> I'm set for
0: about three weeks. <laughs>
1: right, right. Like, what
0: we get into? Yeah, where, are we, where are we going tonight? You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, now it's hard to, like – and then plus you can transfer portal uh, portal and all that. Um, I mean, when I transferred, I had to sit out a whole year, you know. And so, like, that's just tough. Nowadays, you can just transfer bounce, you know.
1: Dipping all over the place. Dipping and
0: doing. So you got super-duper seniors, and, like, dudes be 22, 23 in college now. So it's just a different kind of thing, you know, when, when we was going to high school and college, I would say that. So you're at Ole Miss. You actually do really good starting. What was the hardest thing uh, from, from college, from high school, to college from high school? Uh,
1: I would say probably I was close to home, so not that. I would probably say how physical uh the game was right that was very difficult for me to I was always a physical player but it was difficult for me to adjust to because I was encouraged to put on a little weight right so I can hold my own down there so making some of those adjustments um was difficult and I would say probably managing time between coursework and you know fulfilling my duties as an definitely, athlete definitely
0: definitely definitely I know in college you like you basically become like a I don't know, like a job in a way. It comes, becomes a job because you get yeah. up, Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, you know, your job is to go to school, but right. the, also your job is to play sports, you know? Yeah. So, like, definitely, it was, you yeah, UCLA was like a 7-7 seven seven or 7-9, seven you know, every day. So, yeah. all right. All right. So, you're killing your freshman year, right? What would you say your greatest triumph was in college and your greatest failure?
1: Greatest triumph throughout my college career.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: um, mm-hmm. I would say making the NCAA tournament in my senior season. So I probably should start with my greatest failure. My greatest failure, I feel, was just being injury prone. Uh, I got a few misdiagnoses as it pertained to my knee. As I mentioned, I had torn my ACL in high school and um, I began to suffer from from some overuse, recurring injuries related. Of course, of course, of course. Right, which was insane. And it really plagued my sophomore and junior seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Senior season, uh, I didn't practice, okay? So I would literally ride the bike during practice. I would do walkthroughs and start and play every game because they wanted to save Save my legs, uh, my knees, as much as possible. Oh. Uh, so I was able to end my career going to the NCAA tournament, which was an amazing experience for me and for the program. Because prior to the coaching staff uh, that was there, Van Chancellor, which you're probably familiar with, um, you know, he had a tradition of winning, and the program, you know, dipped a little bit. And so uh, when we came in, we were we were sort of you know, coming back to prominence in the SEC. So that was probably uh my greatest
0: trial. Right, all right, Well, like I said, I mean she was a superstar back then, folks. She didn't even have to practice. She's out yeah. iverson back then. Practice. <laughs> practice. Practice. You're talking about practice. She was out iverson back in college. <laughs> <Right.
1: laughs> no, just resting these old knees. That's it. Just, just all right, all right.
0: what was the what would be what was the biggest lesson you learned in college?
1: Uh, biggest lesson I learned was to have, uh, an exit plan, right? Because I experienced injury early in my career, uh, it made that prospect of not always having sports a lot more real, right? You talk about it, you hear about it, but, um, so I always over in the classroom. I, um, uh, Performed an internship uh, in the sports marketing department there. So I was already thinking work experience. So that probably showed me more than anything as I continue to deal with injuries. Hey, Hey, young lady, you need to have your business in order. All right. Cause we don't know how long this thing's going to last.
0: Figure this thing out. Figure this thing out. I got you. I got you. Which makes a lot of sense. I think, uh, you know, that would be the biggest lesson I would have taught myself growing go if I want to go back to college yeah. and like, look, this ain't promised. you only yeah. going to have a short period of time. You're only going to make a certain amount of money. Um, so like, I would have been like, if you know, like I connected with people in college, but if I would have known what I know now, I would have been connected with everybody.
1: everybody. <laughs> everybody. you right? You're hot. You're at yeah. the top of your, your game and everybody is, you know, it's different because as a player, you draw people to you, right? You don't have to work so hard to go out to them. And then when you get to the other side, it's up to you, right? It's up Mm -hmm. to you. And so, yeah, when you hide and they come into you, you would definitely,
0: you know, take more advantage. No, no, definitely. Like I said, for me, that was probably, if you want to say anything, I focused so much on ball. I was so like focused on ball and graduating. I didn't do the connection kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. So you do your four years. You're Allen Irish and you don't practice. You only play games. (laughs) Uh, You know, after your fourth year, you go to the tournament. You graduate, and what was your major in?
1: Uh, I majored in marketing and business administration.
0: Booyah, folks. And look at her, one of the few <laughs> graduate yeah. degrees. Actually, she went into the field. <laughs>
1: right, right. Yeah. And again, that was just kind of always thinking ahead, right? Because mm-hmm. looking at what's hot, okay, mm-hmm. what they transfer to, and, you know, yep. that interests me.
0: So. No, I got you. I got you. After your career? Uh, do you go to any like NBA camps or WMBA camp, camps, anything like that?
1: Oh, I don't because I got bum knees. Right. So I don't go to any of the camps or anything like that. What I actually did was stuck around. At that point, uh, Ole Miss was starting an accelerated MBA program, the Master of Business Administration. OK, so I ended up earning a scholarship, uh, a postgraduate scholarship to have my graduate degree paid for so I actually stuck around and went straight through into the master's program and at the same time uh, my coaching staff at the end of the season got my knees cleaned up for me so um Mm. topic surgery um and pursued my uh master's degree before I graduated with honors uh to go overseas to play I had to put that in there
0: (laughs) Well, no, I could respect that. With honors, folks. With honors, you know. Um, <laughs> so you actually got to do your do your internship, internship, also get your degree and still go overseas. So you was already kind of ahead of the curve. transitioning in it right ahead of the game before you even went out there. What that made you
1: fine.
0: okay?
1: I had an older cousin, right? Which and this is this is something I didn't mention earlier. He had already just Kilted at Murray State, was drafted, played in the NBA a couple of years, and had gone overseas. Actually, when I tore my ACL in high school, it was literally one year after he tore his ACL. So he literally has been my model and my guide throughout this entire thing. And I also have mentorship and guidance, like, hey, you need to do this, you need to be thinking about this, and that sort of thing, to help me figure out, you know, what I needed to do to navigate this process. So... Yeah, I was on my stuff. My parents were on me heavy, you know, but I also had someone who was actually going through what I wanted to do at the next level guiding. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Like, I think that the best experience is learning from, in a bad way, learning from people's mistakes.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. Right. And so right. like, you, you get this, you actually had a cousin who you looked up to, you saw everything he was going through. So like, you're like, I, I ain't gonna be like that. I ain't right. gonna do that. So yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. So you're getting a chance to go overseas. And how did you even get to Holland?
1: My cousin. All right. So uh, he comes home that summer. Uh, Now he's overseas at this point, killing it. Uh, He's winning championships. He's winning MVP. Every country he went to, when he retired, he was actually the highest paid American to play overseas. And I think this was like 2012, maybe. Um, He also retired as like, third all-time scoring in Euroleague, you know, is a big deal. Yep. So um, he invited me for a summer.
2: Mm-hmm. To,
1: he has his trainer in. He has his nutritionist in. That's completed, you know, making all our meals. I'm stretching, I'm rehabbing. My knee It's literally, you know, people talk about Kobe, right? And his work ethic. I didn't get a chance to see Kobe go through this, but I saw my cousin go through this every day. I mean, we're up 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. We've got our morning workout, come home, eat, sleep. 11 to two, you got another workout, eat, sleep. Five to seven in the evening, you got a workout. And it was so insane to see the amount of effort he put into taking care of his body and preparing for his craft. And he brought me along with that. Um, I got into the best shape of my life. My knees were amazingly strong, uh, and he connected me with an agent who helped me get to Holland. Okay. So Start my professional career. All right.
0: So you go to Holland. You play with the uh, Jenga.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, how did you do that year?
1: Uh, we had a great year. We had so much fun. Uh, <laughs> it was an amazing experience to be in in another country, but that country. Um, we had a great year. It was the first year of the uh, club that we played for out of mm-hmm. Utrecht.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Amazona M or something like that. I could be saying it wrong.
0: Trust me, yeah, I, I get it, you know. But I know yeah. where UTEC I know, I know is I, Yeah, I know exactly what it is, so yeah.
1: Right. And so uh, we made the playoffs in the first, you know, the history of the club and I made the All-Star game which was a lot of fun as well and so we had a really good year I want to say I averaged maybe 23 and 13 or something like that but yeah had a really good year in a word balling (laughs) (laughs) no it was a lot of fun I mean it just felt good to be healthy you know and to get out and and do something I love
0: okay so you you obviously you finished the year with uh in Holland and why uh why Spain
1: Uh, Money. Uh, (laughs) I
2: prefer
1: to go uh, to a team in Spain and um, it too was a very um, enlightening experience. Um, It wasn't, you know, as good as Holland, but it was a good experience that I plan to return to the next season. After my second season, though, I came home in the off season, I would go to Ole Miss and I would work in the tutoring department with the student athletes. And so I would help them while I train. One of our alumni um, reached out to me and Mm he's like, and I love you. I loved you when you were here. I think you would be an amazing addition. Have you ever thought about going into financial advising? And he worked with Merrill Lynch um i knew i wanted to be in business he invites me in to take some sort of mathematical test just to see if it would be a fit i ace the test make a 100 he's like wow let me call my hiring guy hiring guy gets on the phone he's like can i see you tomorrow um yeah go interview (laughs) me a job on the spot and so i hung my nikes up like that was that was it uh easy job to be a financial advisor so uh, yeah, I have not, you know, looked back and I don't regret that decision at all.
0: Which is, which is a good thing. I think that when you already have your next, your next yeah. dream job already available to go, that's yeah. always a blessing. Like it's easy, kind of like, oh, well, I will probably make more money in the long run doing this. And I'll be able to do this until whenever, uh-huh. you know, where I have a short time frame of that. So uh-huh. that actually makes sense. You know, I think that it's a good thing. Um, well, let's go back to your two years overseas. Oh, based on like your experience, what be your best advice for the next you you know going into that
1: I would say enjoy the moment mm.
2: you
1: know, one thing that I appreciated so much about my time in Europe was their perspective of time, right? So you know here in America, we are just... Time is money. Like we, we bu- I'm busy. Okay, we're busy. We rush in. We got this going that, and sometimes we don't take the time to just mm. pop, smell the roses. And yeah. so, um, I had a host family that would invite me over for dinner with their family, and I mean, it was just so beautiful to see everybody sitting down, no devices. Okay, sitting <laughs> down having dinner and like having a conversation. And nobody's in a hurry to get up and leave. And it was just so beautiful. Of course, um, you know, I got my wooden shoes and uh, I really experienced the culture. So that's the advice that I would give to someone. Soak it up, like really, really immerse yourself in another culture because it will shift your perspective about some of the things you hold dear, you know, uh, on this side. So, yeah, enjoy the moment.
0: No, definitely. Look, I I had a host family my first year that we would go to and, like, eat. You know, me, Billy, other Americans. So, we would go all the time and eat over there, like, once a week. And they would do, like, a four-course meal. Um, The best thing about Holland was some of the weird foods I actually started to like. You know, like, I actually kind of like the – I actually started to like mayonnaise on fries. You know? (laughs)
1: Hey, it's actually not bad.
0: I was like – yeah, if yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: good. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was really yeah.
0: Good. There was one thing that I even started liking, but most people didn't, you know, all my boys didn't like it. I used to, I love applesauce, right? And so wow. they used to serve the hot applesauce, you know, during dinner. But then I was like, I started getting the cold applesauce and then I would have pretzels and I would dip the pretzels in the applesauce. And it was like, that's dude, that's disgusting. Yeah, pretzels and apples. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> so we sleeping on it. My have
1: to say it. Pretzels and applesauce. Okay. Pretzels
0: and apple, like this pretzel sticks, not the pretzel, but like pretzel sticks gotcha. and applesauce. So gotcha. that was kind of like my European. Exactly. And I, I, yeah, like and they didn't have like like Starburst and stuff like that. So Twix, they had Twix, and that was my. Favorite candy in Europe.
2: Listen, you I had
0: like me. tear it up. I had you know, a big old thing in my room, Twix.
2: Right. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you, you hang it up, right? And you go immediately to like your future job. Yeah. Did you have any regrets? Like, okay, like, you know, dang, I wish I could still be playing. Did you hear like, oh, talking to anybody else? Like, man, I could be playing or anything like that. No.
1: Nope, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you said no without okay. I couldn't even finish the question, <laughs> folks. Without she kidding. was like, no. No. Um, one thing that helped me with that, though, was my decision to focus on athletes, right? So as a financial planner, we all know that the whole financial conversation is an important one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it helped me stay connected to the game. And as a former player, I understood it,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
1: understand the pressure. Like, I understand the things that you're going through. Let me help you through them in a structured way with this knowledge that I now now have. So no, I never I never thought about going back.
0: No, <laughs> <Ever>. no, no. <laughs> Ever. All right. Well, let's What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what Nord VPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats in your face today on the internet. It is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next gen to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus you can use the NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system, With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you'll never have to worry about slow connection either. It plans to start under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash B-L-E-A-V or use the code B-L-E-A-V, that is believe get 70% off your NordVPN plus additional month for free. It's no risk because it's a money-back guarantee. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose the one that has top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, and probiotics to start your day. The special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. It's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals, artificial, artificial anything. You can your health and aim your immune system with daily nutrition just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash b-l-e-a-v that's b-l-e-a-v again and that's athleticgreens.com slash B L E A V. Let's let she finished her, her athletic career. Let's talk about what you're doing now, right? And the fact that uh you're really successful at what you're doing. Um, and that's what I wanted to kind of get into for sure and let let our viewers and let our viewers or listeners know that you know there is a light at the end of that tunnel after after that long tunnel of basketball. I think um you know, like sometimes we think like, well, what am I going to do? I mean, I know I thought it, you know, so I didn't know what I was going to do, but the fact kind of go into like your after sports career and just explain to the people, you know, like, I know you're working with athletes, but it's a, you know, but I think like you're, what you're doing is so big, it's so much bigger than that, you know?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I started in the financial planning where I'm dealing with money investments, money management, However, as you know, athletes are different, right? And so, for guys who are draft eligible and going that route, um, they may not. Unless you're a lottery pick, you may not have those big bucks like that in the beginning, right? So, most of it is sort of, you know, like training and education and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, For for guys overseas, um, they might get paid, they might not. Okay, (laughs) like and I, you know, clients deal with all types of issues, and so what I found myself doing as a financial representative was handling everything business related. Like I'm the agent, I am helping the CPA ensure all the documents are in order so they can bookkeep and and prepare taxes properly. Uh, I'm dealing with the attorney uh, to ensure that all of the legal affairs are in order. So essentially I saw myself over the years becoming more of sort of this right hand to my clients for all of their non-sport things right you got people negotiating contracts and all that stuff but who is the person making sure that all of these different entities are doing what they're supposed to do and that they're working together for your good and that's where i found myself so um, i eventually launched my own firm the athletes nexus for that purpose Yes, we have the financial management part, which for the most part encompasses a lot of, you know, budgeting and day-to-day stuff for beginning mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of their career. Uh, but then we're handling everything else, right? We're helping you launch businesses and start a nonprofit. We are helping you get media, right? Um, there are two types of agents that, that people don't understand. You got the mega agents who have all of these resources in-house. And then you got these boutique agents who primarily negotiate contracts But you really don't have the same type of support when it comes to marketing and and branding and post-career preparation. So I found myself and my team, we were doing all of those things to to realize that's a real niche, okay? That's a real thing, a real service that athletes may not recognize they need because we're so busy. I mean, how do you have time to stay on top of all those things? And so um, I entered as a financial advisor in 2007. So this is my 15th year. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have evolved to serve needs. We've worked with NFL players, NBA players, WNBA players, overseas athletes, Um, different sports, but the business is the same, right? You got the same needs, uh, you know, outside of the game. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where I found myself the last couple of years is transitioning more into an educational role, right? So instead of managing players one-to-one, we're trying to disseminate. A lot of information to mm-hmm. athletes prior to them getting to that level right you mm-hmm. know like moves really fast when you get there you got all kind of stuff going on that sometimes it's hard to just be still think and plan
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: educate you you know about the game you got the rules which is how things actually work what you can and cannot do but then you got the game right and those mm-hmm. strategies and the things that you need to know to navigate successfully so um, that's what we're on. We're trying to put athletes on some game and ensure that they're prepared to take control of their careers because you have to be more sophisticated in 2022 um, than we had to be when we played. So I do a lot of speaking. I do a lot of teaching. I have written a book. I didn't mention that. I am a bestselling author. Uh, I have another book that will be coming out here really soon. Um, and we're just trying to change the game, you know, and, and truly be a player's advocate.
0: Well, no, I think what you're doing is kind of like you're, and this is me, like, I feel like you're Walmart, a super Walmart, you know, because you have everything kind of in one, one wrap. Um, Like when, when I was coming up, you know, you feel like you had an agent who discussed the contracts this, and then you might have a financial advisor, a financial advisor doing that. And then you might have this guy doing that, you know, this, that guy doing this, you know, I only can imagine that was just me overseas, you know, I only imagine like uh, NBA guys, you know, so I think uh, it's good that you guys are kind of like a one-stop shop to where like you do pretty much everything and you're watching everybody that I might have. Cause I feel like, you know, in, in, like I said, for me being a person who had to pay the agent a certain amount and then pay somebody else a certain amount and pay somebody else a certain amount. I feel like that's just dipping into my pocket where I can just rather just have one big thing, where right. I don't, you know, and have everything taken care of. And the fact that you're going into the educational realm uh, is really good for athletes, for the future athletes who think they want to make it to the, any level. Because I'm like, to me, like, it's a blessing either way. If you bang it overseas, you make it a G League, right. you make it an NBA, WNBA, whatever. All that's a blessing because you're in that zero, zero, zero point percentile. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. Um, and and uh,
1: it's, it's even more needed, I think, when you are overseas, because you're away, right? Yes. You think time difference. You think of, um, you know, the culture piece, but your business is still going on here as well, right? You still got things you have to take care of. You may have a family, um, as we spoke about before we started this. You don't have the 401k. You don't have all those things. So it's probably even more important for my international clients to have this type of support to ensure that their business, you know, is in order. So.
0: No, I can agree with you 100%. Speaking of, I'm a person who did the 10 years overseas thing. Like, man, it's like you are on a constant, not a constant, but just like a year-to-year stress thing in a way, you know, yeah. until you get the and next that's impressive.
1: That's impressive, by the way, to be able to last that long and just kind of, you know, walk on your own terms. Because um, players today are trying to get to that.
0: <laughs> well, like, trust me, I, I I thought I can get about three more years out of these uh, shins, these uh, stress right. fracture shins. But God, God was like, nope, nope you're done, you know? And that, <laughs> and so like, I think, you know, for you and like, I, that's why I wanted to bring you on my show. I think I, we already discussed this earlier. Like you made that transition seamlessly in a way, you know cause you already had a plan and, and having something ready to go. And like, you walked out literally at the peak of your powers and just like, I'm done. Boom, drop the mic. I'm already on to my next thing, you know, peace, deuces, right? Where a lot of us, we just hanging on hanging on. Like we, we I ain't letting go on the road. Yeah, the And you're
1: not ready, right? Yeah. So yeah. Injury, politics, just aging, right? You're not ready. And that in itself is a stressful event, okay? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and,
1: and, you know, we may get into that a little bit as well, as far as some of those motivations and some of the things around the game that athletes experience, but you have to start early. I had a cousin not just answering questions for me, right? Like I'm a huge fan of mentorship. And and just like we talked about, athletes need to have another athlete, okay? You can have all these other business mentors and all that, but you need another athlete that can really talk to you, right? About some things you're going to experience that you don't even know to ask about, right? Like you don't even know the questions. You don't even know, you know, what to expect. And so my cousin was that for me. You know, he was telling me, look, you're gonna be, feeling this way no I'm not gonna yeah you're gonna be feeling it. I'm telling you you're gonna be <laughs>
2: feeling this
1: way, all right and so mm-hmm. you need to start preparing for that so it's really really important for us to stay connected in that way and really try to take the younger athletes under our wing to tell them the stuff they don't even know to ask about
0: no I definitely agree with you on that I think um they don't know to ask but we know because we've been through it you know and like like your cousin was telling you and like yeah the funny thing was my first year when I was in Bogota, Columbia, because that was the first place I went to, I right after college, Bogota, Columbia. There was like, you know, Americans on the team. He was like, man, let me tell you something, man. Like when you start making your money, when you start making good money, it's gonna be so many distractions, it's gonna be families, gonna be women, it's gonna be trying to ball out with the with the Joneses. Yeah. And, you know, just like you might get jerked around with your money, money might go as long as you think. <clears throat> but I was just like, man, you know, like, yeah, I'll be all right. I'll be fine. And lo and behold, everything happened. That's what he said, you know, from family to, to, to all the other stuff that goes with being an athlete.
1: Yeah. Like telling you makes you aware, right. It it exposes you to it, right. That when you start seeing it happening, you may pay attention a little sooner than someone that's never been exposed, but the challenge and the thing that I'm working to address um, I did mention that I'm pursuing my doctorate and it's all about athlete programming strategies. How do the people around athletes, like we have a very important responsibility as well. It's not fair to rear us through sports, always being told what to do. Right? Somebody's mm-hmm. Always telling you where you got to be, what you need to do, coaches, other counselors and other people. And then you get into this space beyond that structure. You're on your own. Yep. You got to figure this thing out without ever having practiced the art of making decisions. And that is a really big deal. And so what I'm trying to do is attack those individuals and give them some tools, right? I know you really don't understand. Maybe you play, but it was a different era. You've got to meet these young people where they are and you have got to provide support structures for them as Mm -hmm. they do this. It's one thing to say, hey, look out for this. You need to prepare for this. It's another to tell you how, not just what, how to navigate those things.
0: No, no, that actually makes a lot of sense. And so it's it's weird because it's like, when you come to that point, you'll know exactly what to do because you're getting taught by yourself, you know? And it's like a wonderful thing for the future of the, you know, the next generation of athlete because they, so when they see this financial thing, uh, you know, no, I don't know if I want to do that or maybe I want to get into this or, you know, kind of like, no, I don't want to get on mom and pops car wash over here or mom and pops, you know, liquor store, or mom and pop, whatever, you know, I want to get into Bitcoin or, you know, NFTs or whatever, like the next generation of like where they can have generational wealth and generational understanding. That's
2: the key.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, I feel like I've learned so much with you, you know ah. what I'm saying, in this, this little <laughs> short time. You know, I respect that. Now I do I do have one more question that I always ask um, you know, people I interview. You know, at one point in your time in your career or your journey of, of sports and life, we all go through low points, right? And wh- I want to know is when to get you out of that low point or get you out of that situation where you felt like maybe there's not hope, right? What did you do or did you have somebody kind of guide you or was it a mix of both?
1: Yeah, two things. Uh, One, prayer. I Mm am a believer. I am a God-fearing woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, And prayer does keep me grounded because um, it reminds me that there are forces beyond the things in my control uh, that can guide you know my path for me so prayer is the first thing that I do and as I said earlier I'm a huge fan of mentorship Um, and I do believe we have to do a better job of surrounding ourselves with people who can sow into us right who can help us get from point A to point B Um, that can be difficult uh, as an athlete who maybe came into the game with a certain circle but as you grow as you transform change is not always a bad thing okay mm-hmm. you become this new creature and we talked about the new identity you gain from being an athlete to a former athlete mm-hmm. person, you got to figure that out okay um you've got to have people the right people around you uh pulling you right? To this next level of success. And so I'm making a point, um, to surround myself with good folks, good positive people, people who are doing great things themselves, um, who have something to offer. It doesn't mean I'm selling out. Okay.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: people that you outgrow, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It
1: just means that you are surrounding yourself with the right team, right? We're, we play a team sport, so we understand how important that is in the roles that everyone plays. So, um, I would say prayer and surrounding yourself with good people and having good mentors uh, is what I do to pull myself.
0: You know? No, that that's a wonderful answer. And I think I agree with you 100%. The funny thing is somebody said something like Snoop Dogg said in an interview like this, that like you start with your homies and then there's, you, you, you know, like i start low together, then there's a gap. yeah, And then your homies yeah. got to, everybody, they got to move up to your gap, but the gap got to be filled. Either you go go down or you they got to come up.
1: That's true. That's true. You know, the challenge so. to do that
0: without the guilt, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why your program is so essential to what you do, because it's like teaching people to kind of learn how to, it's not It's not like you're leaving your friends behind. It's not none of that stuff. It's it's going to the next phase of your life, you know? Um, and like, I always feel like this, you know, when I come to, when it comes to trying to move up, you need the right people pushing you to move up. It's like a parent that's pushing you to get better. You know, like uh, you need the right parent to like a mix of good and bad, a mix of praise and criticism right. to get you to be better.
1: Yeah, keep you grounded. yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep you found grounded as you, as you ascend. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, gosh, thank you so much for coming on the show i I appreciate you so much i really enjoy your journey i really enjoy everything after you finish your athletic journey because it's been so successful you know thank you you
1: you. and we just you know praying uh wherever we're led to touch lives and as long as we're helping athletes you know become successful doing our job
0: no definitely well i gotta definitely bring you back on uh yes. maybe during the NCAA tournament when it starts, you know, for the women, women's side. I need yes. somebody to talk about the women's side. Yeah, because listen,
1: women's sports is hot. So if you're not watching <laughs> women's sports, all right, you turn your television on and show us some love because
0: it's hot. Yes. <laughs> oh no, don't get me wrong. Like there's some women hoopers that can hoop. So like I never, I will never uh um, i will never say women can't hope i've seen it i've seen girls go to work on dudes who could play a little bit you know what i'm saying yeah. but uh not on me you know but yeah <laughs>
1: not you but <laughs> not
0: me not on me but some of my f- smaller friends uh. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right all right well um let everybody know where they can follow you find what you know see what your your, your teaching is let, let everybody know where they can see
1: Yes, you can uh, connect with me on Instagram. It's Tawana D. Smith. I'm going to spell it because my mom got really creative with the spelling of my name. But uh, it's T-Y-W-A-N-N-A-D, is in dog, S-M-I-T-H. I'm also on Facebook, Tawana D. Smith. And you can visit my website for more information, TawanaSmith.com.
0: Yes, folks. And uh, if you're following me, you, she's one of my friends on there. So, like, you just put in. You know, Tawana, or whatever, and then she'll pop up and you can start following her too. Well, Tawana, we appreciate you coming on. Um, thank you once again. Like I said, I enjoyed it. Um, and we will definitely get you back on here again next time. Um, thank you for, like I said, if you listen this far to the athlete's journey, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, we got, like I said, some new things coming. You know, we're going to be going to YouTube pretty soon. Um, we also got, I also have something that I have to promote, uh, is that um, I have a book club awesome. and yeah, yeah. I, I, I started reading books recently, like when I'm <laughs> in my forties, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't read since college and then the I started
1: national read across America day. So how yeah. fitting is that, that we're having, right.
0: a- exactly, you know, and that's real. Like for me, it's, I enjoyed it last year alone. My goal was to read five books. I have read 14 last year. And this year, my goal is to read 20 books. And I just finished my third. Uh, so I'm on my fourth. Yeah.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah. Nice. So all the audio books and, and, you know, hardback, you know? So yeah, yeah but nice. follow me on, uh, on LinkedIn. It's Travis, uh, Travis Reed on LinkedIn. Uh, you definitely, like I said, get to the book club. I posted it on my page. Uh, if you look at my, if you look at my, you know, like, uh, my pictures, I have it on there. Um, and so you can just find it real easy. If you, if you want to, you can just DM me on Instagram, Travis W Reed, R E E D, And I will send you the link to the, to the, to the book club. Like I said, it's just people always ask me like, what is, you know like a former athlete read or whatever so for me i read you know different kind of books from like your showtime um they doing the books
1: yeah. you you posted right yeah. 52 it's
0: things a uh, husband needs you know wives need it from their husbands yeah i'm actually reading the five love languages right now um uh, <laughs> so i'm actually reading that right now
1: i told
0: you i was a nerd so yeah no no exactly so i also um I just read Relentless with Tim Grover. The Michael guy, and that's for people who don't know, he's the guy that trains Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. He has like basically number one trainer in NBA. Um, I've read Brainwashed, I've read a bunch of stuff. So yeah, like I said, the book club is gonna start basically at the end of this month or this is March. So whenever this shows, and hopefully the book club will be you know up and going. It's already up and going now, you can follow it, and then I'll have reviews of it and things like that so like I said I'm I'm rambling on rambling on about stuff but thank you very much I'll post all my social media follow me like I said Travis W. Reed Instagram, Travis W. Reed Facebook. right, peace Football might be over, but basketball is a full swing, both college and pro. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to find out when the next head coach is going to be fired, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sporting needs. Head on over to the website, use your mobile devices, and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV. To get started. And it's not just about basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC eyes, right to the Olympic coverage that just finished. It is the best in the business. From sports right down to your own favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is number one in waging destination. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online.